Hello and welcome to the second episode of Book Baby Spotlight Podcast, your home for conversations with authors, editors, illustrators, and other industry insiders from the world of self-publishing. I'm your host, Sam Saddam, and I'll be joined later in this episode by Les Carter, a psychiatric counselor and best-selling author. First, though, I'd like to take some time to thank everyone for their kind words and responses to our pilot episode, and just a reminder to subscribe and rate the podcast on Spotify, Apple, or whatever other platform you use. And we're a couple of weeks late on this news, but a couple of weeks ago, we didn't have a podcast, so I'm going to talk about it now. Bowker, the agency that issues ISBNs, published their annual survey last month. They found that self-published books jumped 40% in 2018, over 1,680,000 titles. Uh, It's obviously a huge market and a difficult one to stand out in, but that's what we're here for. BookBaby's helping writers become authors every day with some of the easiest to use services and certainly the best publishing support team in the industry. But on to Les Carter, or Dr. Les Carter, I should say. Les is one of our best-selling authors of all time. Interestingly, he has published both traditionally and through Book Baby, so we'll get into a conversation about what he thinks the pros and cons are both and what he would do next time. His most recent title, When Pleasing You is Killing Me, is available on Bookshop now. He currently practices outside of Dallas, Texas, and was kind enough to join us via Skype. And now we got Les Carter joining us. Les, thanks for joining us. Hey, Sam. I'm pleased to be here with you. I understand that When Pleasing You is Killing Me is not your first book. Yeah, I've actually done quite a bit of writing in the past with some of the major publishing houses and um, just decided I was going to give a different kind of a twist on things and see what might happen. And I I was actually talking with a friend of mine who's turned out to be a partner now on YouTube with me. Um, I started a YouTube channel called Surviving Narcissism, Mm -hmm. and uh, we decided, you know, that would be a great way to get our, um, you know, message out to other people. But in doing so, I have a book called uh, When Pleasing You is Killing Me, and it had been in production before. Uh, but it had gone out of print. It's like, you know, th- this this book dovetails so perfectly with what I'm doing on YouTube. Uh, I want to bring it back. And rather than going back through the uh, traditional uh, publishing houses, I decided, well, let's see what kind of uh, self-publishing possibilities there are out there. And my friend put me onto Book Baby, and it, it was a wonderful process. What publishing house did you originally work with? I had been um, primarily with Thomas Nelson and then um, also with Josie Bass, which is a subsidiary of uh, Wiley and Sons. And uh, I, I, I used to do radio years ago and uh, call in talk show kind of stuff. And uh, I haven't done that in quite some time. And so I, I wanted to have, um, uh, you know, my books back out there. And, uh, and so you know, back in the good old days, you know, when you had a, a, a traditional publisher, then uh, you were on radio and you were just doing really well because that just um, helped so much with the marketing. But uh, this time I didn't have that. So I thought, I'm just going to give it a shot, see what happens if I self-publish. And I'm telling you, it's been it's been a wonder. I've, I've loved it. So what originally sold you on us? You said your friend recommended you, but, you know, obviously you had the final say. Two things. One, I, I, I had a book that was called People Pleasers. 
and I wanted to reposition it and uh, rewrite it. And uh, I was told that they would uh, that the uh, book baby people were going to uh, uh, to be able to do uh, some editing with me, the line editing, editing a uh, line item editing. And, uh, and as I would turn my stuff in, I- I'm telling you, your editors are wonderful. They did a really good job. And then they designed a new book cover for me. And, and then the bottom line is the, um, the financial remuneration is so much better working and with a self-published kind of a group like book baby than it was with the big book houses. And, uh, yeah, I've been compensated much better um, with, uh, the group here with book baby. It's just been, it's been a real blessing. How much were you making per copy with your traditional publisher? Well, okay. Here's the deal. <laughs> they would say that you would get 10% or 15%. I, I think the, uh, some of my contracts would say I'd get 18% of the, uh, the royalty, but then when I would go back and look at my royalty statements, it would be like, you know, uh, maybe 10 cents or 20 cents a book. And this would be like for a $20 book. It's like, uh, and, and something, I, I, no, it would be more like a dollar or $2 a book because then they would sell them in mass to, uh, to large groups like Amazon or book clubs and things like that. And so I was not doing well at all with that, uh, uh, th- that 18% that they said they were paying me somehow or another kept getting discounted. And so I might on a $20 book, I might get $2 at most. Uh, whereas with, with book baby, I get, um, it's significantly higher, significantly. You have uh, $2 for your $15 book for sales through Amazon or external partners. Right. And- 50% on bookshop, which is- exactly. Yeah. Cause I know that when we do it there, it's uh, significantly higher. You know, what inspired you to pick this topic? Was it a specific person event? I mean, you're writing about narcissism in 2017. I gotta think that there's well, it's kind of a lightning <laughs> hot topic. Yeah. Well, in years past, I, I made my uh, claim to fame by being an anger management specialist. And I'm, I'm in my mid sixties now. And when I was in my thirties and forties in particular, I, I, I held all sorts of anger workshops and, and, uh, it, it really served me well. And so I dealt with a whole lot of people who were struggling with, uh, family members who had problems with anger and they themselves would have problems with anger. And so that caused me to morph into a, uh, an under a deeper understanding with narcissism because so many angry individuals, um, have this real strong need for control and they're exploitive and manipulative, low empathy, and that's all part of narcissism. So I began seeing that as being a primary ingredient that I had to, uh, address in my workshops. Well, when you have these highly narcissistic individuals, they seem to have a special radar for pleasers. And so that's where the, the people pleasing pattern started coming in. So it, um, then I began speaking into, uh, the appeasing, pleasing person and how they have a, an, an uncanny knack for being dominated by the strong controlling narcissistic type. And that's when I came up with the book, when pleasing you is killing me. And, uh, cause it's, uh, it's the, the backside of a relationship with that really strong controlling narcissistic individual. And that, that's how I came up with it. So, you know, as, as a professional, I've grown in my understanding and, uh, and this is part of that growth and this is part of that fuller understanding of human nature. So you said you worked with a book baby editor. What was that like? 
Well, uh, we would just kind of do the traditional back and forth. Uh, I would send in my print uh, to the uh, uh, to the people there at Book Baby, and then she'd send me something, or he or she would send me something back, and we'd go over it. And, you know, when you've written as much as I have, because I've actually published 20 books, uh, you kind of get a knack for uh, who the, the really good editors are and who are not. And, and they were just very clean in the way that they would work with me on the editing process. And, you know, you need an editor to help you see some of your little blind spots. You may repeat words that you, uh, you don't, you yourself don't see because you, you see old, can't see the forest for the trees. Uh, and so they were real good with that. And it was just a smooth process. Uh, very, very professional and, uh, very predictable in a positive sense. Glad to hear that. Uh, so what was the most challenging part of writing when pleasing you was killing me? Uh, I don't know that I would say challenging. Frankly, I was pretty, uh, pretty excited. The challenging thing was just taking it to the finish line. Because uh, it's, uh, I found that it's resonated so well with so many people. And uh, it was just a matter of pulling my thoughts together and uh, turning them each uh, uh, strong thought into its own chapter and uh, getting it all organized. So um, I don't really consider it to be terribly challenging as it was just stimulating. That's good to hear. <laughs> You've been marketing your title for, I believe, a year now. Uh, right. what are you, what are you doing to market it specifically? I, I have, I have my YouTube channels. One is, uh, the Dr. Les Carter channel, but the other is the big one that's, uh, called surviving narcissism. And, uh, right now I have about a hundred, um, uh, of my own unique videos out there. I started it about, uh, 15, about 16 or 17 months ago. And, and so on my, uh, YouTube videos, I make a point uh, each time to say beneath the video, you'll see links to my books. And I've got links to the When Pleasing You is Killing Me. And uh, that's that's where they go. And, you know, we, we've received as of, you know, this week, I've, I've gotten somewhere around 20 million views. And so you can see that's a pretty good size audience. And uh, because of that, uh, people want to find out more about who you are as the speaker on YouTube and, um, books are a perfect way to segue into that. And it's just been a, a real good uh, way of getting my word out there, uh, in a couple of different mediums, uh, YouTube and writing. So how does marketing now with a self-published book compared to traditionally publishing? Did you, have, were you responsible for all the marketing there? Well, you know, the, interestingly, uh, when I first began writing, you know, 30 years ago, uh, the, uh, the publishing houses would, they would do the marketing for you and you just kind of sit back and see what happens. But one of the reasons that I decided I'm going to go to self-publishing, I actually had the, um, uh, the PR departments of my latest, um, publisher, which was Josie Bass, uh, asking me to pay for, um, marketing efforts, you know, uh, $3,000 for this person to put you on radio interviews, etc. And I'm thinking, well, if you're asking me to pay for what I thought was your job, then why am I going through you and letting you take a real nice chunk of the change out of it? And so it's like, no, I'm not going to do that. Uh, and so that's why self-publishing became so much more appealing because, uh, you know, frankly, my YouTube is my marketing 
and I don't have to go through anyone but me. And then book baby is just now there. They help me with the editing and, and all of that. And now they're there to help with the distribution and it's very seamless. And I don't have to, um, basically allow, allow or require, have that requirement that the publisher is going to be a, a middleman that takes a big chunk uh, YouTube. I mean, excuse me, book baby gets a fair amount and I get a fair amount and, uh, we don't have all that other stuff that um, seems rather unnecessary. Uh, would you say you've made any missteps in your marketing? Anything that you regret doing? To be honest, no. Uh, you know, when you're on the internet, you got a worldwide audience. And uh, so as long as I have a company that has the capability for worldwide distribution, then that's what I need. In fact, uh, I, I'm taking it a step up. I'm going to be, uh, I, I have my own website, but I'm uh, building a brand new website uh, about, it's called survivingnarcissism.tv. And we, we've got just the rudimentary elements of it. And we're going to be doing more marketing on that as well. And, you know, we have um, people who are purchasing our book for, uh, from the United States, obviously, but Australia or Belgium. I had a, a lady from Mumbai just this morning saying, Hey, Hey, I just picked up your book. Thanks. And so, uh, it's, it's going literally around the world and, uh, it's just a, a wonder to kind of sit back and watch it all unfold. Yeah. I wonder if you've gotten a chance. Uh, just yesterday we had launched a new, uh, aspect on bookshop, uh, bookshop locations or, uh, buyer locations. So now mm -hmm. you can see a map of where people have purchased the book on bookshop uh, where the books are being shipped to, uh, it's kind of a heat map. So you can see, you know, the, yeah. uh, the areas. So I definitely recommend checking that out if you haven't yet. What, what's it called? Uh, buyer locations. It's on, uh, the bookshop manager section okay, of your account. Take a look at it. It's, uh, you know, we're always adding new services. To oh yeah, that's, that's great. So how, how did you go about identifying your audience? A lot of people come to us and they say, well, the audience is everybody. Everybody wants to read my book. And we're like, well, that's not really how it works. So how did well, you uh, figure out who uh, wants to read your book? Having a deep history of doing workshops at the at another clinic that I, I started at a clinic and I was there for 25 years. And we had a really nice size conference room. Uh, having workshops um, six, eight times a year um, and typically one workshop would have 30 students or so, and you do that times six or eight, and then do that times 20 years, uh, you get a real good read on who is out there that's interested in your work and your message. And, uh, so having the face to face, uh, I would uh, just kind of get a real good read from my, uh, participants about what they needed and what they were running up against. And so it, it, there's a real neat face to face kind of, a um, um, potential that gave me and listening to them, then I would, uh, learn what they needed. And as a writer, it's like, okay, I'll respond to that. Uh, like I said, I, um, I, I did have one book that sold over 500,000 copies. It was called the, the anger workbook. And then I have another one called the anger trap. And, uh, those were with, uh, Thomas Nelson and Josie Bass and those have sold real well. Uh, but then, uh, I would, uh, with my workshops and seminars, uh, the, the backside is the pleasers. 
the people who are trying to appease those angry individuals like I'm going to write to them too, mm-hmm. uh, because they would show up at my workshops asking, what am I going to do with these hard controlling people in my life? And so it's just basically knowing your audience. And I had the chance to know them right up front, face to face. Do you do a lot of back and forth via social media? Um, well, in my, um, uh, on my YouTube channels, they have a, a, a large comment section. And so I'm, I'm reading comments several times a day, uh, just kind of getting a sense from my audience there, what touches base and what does not. And it, it's just a matter of staying in contact with who your audience is. And, and I really do think that if you're going to be successful in any form of communication, you, you've just got to be, it has to be a two way street. It's not just me throwing it out there, hoping it sticks, but me throwing it out there and then listening and adjusting and uh, coming back with what I know they're looking for. So that's what I do. Uh, so, you know, as you can imagine, we do see a lot of books uh, going in and out all day. Uh, many of our authors have well developed metadata that's very concise and uh, makes it clear what the book is about and who it's intended for. Uh, you know, some are a little bit less developed. Uh, is metadata something that you've put a lot of thought into when publishing your book? Well, I jokingly say that I write to the 40 year old neurotic housewife. Uh, there's just kind of a, a type of person that I know is going to be interested in, uh, in what I have to say. And, and, you know, when you're talking about your emotional and relational skills, you're basically talking about human nature and that includes, oh, seven and a half billion people. So, uh, I've, I have a very large potential audience out there. And, uh, I just know that some people are going to be more curious than others. And, um, so at, at this point, uh, my audience is extremely strongly defined and, uh, we just have a great relationship back and forth between me and them. Your cover that we, uh, we designed that for you. What sort of instruction did you provide to them? Did you think that that was a good process? Yeah, uh, actually, uh, when the uh, original people pleaser book came out, it had a, a cover that showed a big, huge smiley face and, you know, and, and I thought that was pretty appropriate and I liked it, but then this one had more of a puppet design on it where you have, uh, obviously a person with their head hanging down and, uh, they're attached to puppet strings. And I thought, oh, that is so spot on in terms of communicating what, what I'm trying to convey in the book. And, uh, I didn't give any instruction. I, they just said that they would just run it by the, uh, the book cover or the graphic design people and see what they could come up with. And uh, I, I, I couldn't have come up with something as creative as that on my own. Uh, you know, funny thing is, uh, sometimes you just need someone else to read it and say, this is how, it, um, uh, you know, related to me and, uh, whoever came up with that, that design just, uh, caught the essence of my message very strongly and very accurately. I'll be sure to let Jane know that she decided. Yeah, please, please do tell Jane. Thank you very much. So is that a similar process to the book cover at when you uh, published with Josie Bass or was yeah. it, uh, you had more control? Um, no, they, they were good. They were good about that. 
because uh, they would run the, that kind of stuff by. And uh, so I didn't have a problem with that. The, the, the big problem I had was, well, first, another thing I had with the big publishing houses is I would turn in a manuscript and it would be maybe a year before the book would actually be released to the public. Whereas with this one, the, uh, the finishing, uh, line came much quicker. Uh, I think I began working on it, um, maybe April and it was out by July or something like that. We were, we were on it and, uh, it was, it was a much cleaner and quicker process. Glad to hear that. Before I let you go, do you have any upcoming events to plug that you want uh, to get our listeners to? Um, I, I'm not doing speaking engagements like I did in the past just because, you know, I'm getting old. <laughs> Whereas you used to go out and do a lot of seminars. So, uh, so what I do is I, I put my message out there on YouTube with my Surviving Narcissism channel and uh, then also um, the Dr. Les Carter channel. And um, so just encourage the, the listeners if they have an interest in how to respond well to highly controlling people, then that channel is going to speak into it from a whole lot of different angles. And, uh, I, I think they would find benefit from it. I hope they would. All right. We'll certainly include that link, uh, with the podcast. Les, thank you for joining us today. Hey, Sam, thank you. And, and I, I really appreciate the book baby family. Uh, if it makes you feel any better, I've got a couple more books in me. And, uh, I'm going to be retiring here within the next year from my, uh, my counseling practice. And, uh, that's going to free me up to do more writing. And, uh, I've got a couple of books and, uh, guess where I'm going first, <laughs> uh, I'm coming straight back to you guys. Cause I mean, seriously, y'all treated me right and, uh, gave me a good product. And, uh, the, uh, the remuneration is, uh, is appropriate, uh, much better than what I got with the big publishing houses. So, uh, uh, not only am I pleased now, but I hope to continue working with you guys down the, down the line as well. All right. Glad we could please you with your book. When pleasing you is killing me. Thank you so much, Les. Okay. Thanks, Sam. That was Les Carter, who's published several books traditionally, uh, but after one title with Book Baby has decided he is sticking with us for good. If you want to be like Les and publish with Book Baby, give us a call at 877-961-6878. Check out our website, bookbaby.com, for all the information you could need. Thanks to our producer, Brian Lipsky, for his tireless work, and Jim Foley, our director of operations. A special thanks to Les for joining us today, and until next time, I'm Sam Saddam, and this has been the Book Baby Spotlight.